Urban India. Honey, it's not all about the Kama Sutra. White to white to face dekhe dil bhar beating fast sasura chance mare re white to white to face dekhe dil bhar beating fast sasura chance mare re oh very oh very oh very happy in my heart dil dance mare re I'm Ruchi. I've been hosting the uh, shows uh, Sex Shame in Urban India for quite some time now, and we cover issues of um, sexuality, fantasy, and desire. And in this case, white fetish would be a very uh, relevant theme to discuss because of the way Indians associate with it. Uh, it would be interesting to see how we define white fetish, what we understand by it. Is it an idea of? Um, of fetishizing fair skin or is it specifically white bodies that's what we'll be talking about and uh, that's that's just me i'm um, an ex student of soas but i still can't seem to get enough of this university i'm constantly using their media lab and fancy radio room hi i'm srishti and to give some context i am from delhi and now i am also a student at soas i'm studying law Hey so my name is Adit I um study journalism in college um graduated from uh CUNY in New York and right now I'm in business uh which is a bit of a leap um but I've been in business for about two and a half years Hi I'm uh, Vedant I'm I grew up all over the country but uh, if I have to identify a place and say where I'm from here I'd say Delhi because I've spent uh, a lot of time in Delhi um I'm um doing my masters in cultural sociology at University College Dublin and I've been in Dublin since this uh past September so yeah I'm a fairly new Dubliner white fetish what do we understand by it what is it how are we describing this i'll i'll just say something as a disclaimer first um i mean not so much a disclaimer but just a little something about me so i came i i moved to the uk about a year ago it's been a little over a year now and i've never sort of had much experience of say dating any indian men So and that's that wasn't a conscious choice it's just how things were so white fetish for me is defined um essentially by all of the experiences i've had over this past year of meeting people in the uk and um yeah so um i'm not sure how to define it but i think obviously white fetish is something that borrows from the broader system of patriarchy and racism it's sort of an intersection of the two so the privilege that that be that certain people have because of these systems and these institutions it plays a lot into sexuality as well so um and it's essentially shaped by i think for for a lot of us indians it was based on the tv we saw the movies that we watched the books that we read so that has essentially shaped our idea of fantasy and all of that and i think the most in the initial ones were things like 
What's what was that? Was that dude from Pride and Prejudice? I don't know. That German actor. That yeah 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 no no but that character that guy uh, absolute Will shit. Darcy. Yeah 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 that guy that guy. Yeah I I I never got around to reading reading the book but like you know I just heard so much about it and everyone's like I want a Darcy and yeah I don't know I mean it, he himself didn't make that much sense to me but I do do know that I watched so many movies and like even. when i watched movies even if someone was just objectively a really really bad actor i'd still be like fuck they're attractive so like it doesn't really matter what they're saying or doing like for ex- i mean this is the first thing that came to my mind i watched the newest transformers movie like last year it was shit but mark wahlberg zero acting ability but fuck i'm just like wow this guy i want to do him but why why do we do this it has to be white fetish right yeah okay i'll stop now I'm going to I'm going to take it to Vedant here. Vedant, why do we call it a fetish? And um like Shristi just said, is it is it is 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 it like it does white fetish manifest in the form of this uh, Will Darcy that we all fantasize about through popular culture or does white fetish also mean like our uh, uh preference for fair skin or is it a white body? Do you know what? I feel like um I mean those are that those there are too many of those kind of ideas that's packed into uh that question there so i'm going to try and unpack a few of those um it is it is uh it is definitely about will darcy it's definitely i mean will darcy then becomes the metaphor for all our fantasies and uh what and how our fantasies as well uh, have been colonized right because um i mean the extent of this kind of uh, um fetishizing has reached our imaginations as well and i think that's a scary place to be in at the moment um but i feel like white fetish is not it's not just about a skin color it's fetishizing an entire um body it's fetishizing um what academics would uh, call <laughs> corporeality right it is uh Uh I mean it is in very many ways not just about uh it's also a lifestyle right it is fetishizing a lifestyle cuz when you talk about um when you talk about say fetishizing a white body what does it entail especially for brown people what it entails is uh, in very many ways to uh I mean essentially go against what they naturally have for example i can tell you that uh, a lot of my male friends they struggle with um body hair right which is something that uh, gen- i mean brown men generally tend to have body hair and far more than white men do but but this entire idea this entire notion and you can trace it in bollywood cinema as well right i mean you look at say so you look at the main um actors from the 80s right who do you have you have anil kapoor and you have uh, jackie shroff the i mean cause there are uh, that comes with its own set of problems but these you know uh, ultra masculine uh, hairy hunks so to speak uh, and from that end of the spectrum we've gone to the other end of the spectrum where we have you know waxed and plucked tiger shroff and rithik roshan um and also uh, in terms of just what they represent right i mean you wouldn't be able to they don't represent the average indian so when when we see what we see in our actors is we don't see ourselves they're selling us the white fetish fantasy um and 
so yeah in very many ways it is to kind of um i'd say mold your body into ways that it is not accustomed with naturally that that is fantastic adit i'm going to bring you in here now adit do you yeah. have or have you indulged in white fetish have you fetishized white bodies um that's an interesting question like i came to america for college right after high school um so when i was in high school i was prone to um and i went to high school in india uh, i was prone to uh, like parts of that nature i was uh, prone to uh uh fetishizing i think there's a strong uh, there's a fine line between preference and and fetish um but i did prefer white women i did think they were they would make for great partners but eventually like my my worldview evolved like after i came here um and i've started to uh be more sensitive sensitive to the ways in which like race plays a factor in like uh, how uh, people interact whether it be classrooms or cafes or anywhere else um so that's that's personally speaking um <clears throat> but but yeah i think it is a factor like uh i have like uh a lot of my girl buddies like they definitely like i think about 90% of them um indian buddies who live here have had only white boyfriends they've never uh dated outside that mold um so i do see it happening around me and um and i think it is the the uh root is is just the history of power like india has been a colony for so long that uh there is like a in in uh, there, is, there is like an unconscious like uh, um i don't know looking up to uh white people um um you know thinking that maybe like uh you know that would lead to an increase in uh societal status or anything any thing of that nature i will um jump in here and then talk about a few experiences that i've had yes um growing up i have fetishized white women and and men and fetishize not um not 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 only fetishize them as sexual objects but also objects that i aspire to transplant on myself um there are a lot of people that um when they when they when they visualize happiness when they visualize um different communities or or standards of beauty the people that appear in your mind are white folks are able bodied um blonde white people and I've struggled with that uh negotiation because I I learned it it was I learned it because of very sad, white saturated media images all around me Bollywood's white fetish my mother's own white fetish she refused to travel with us um to countries like uh, Japan and Hong Kong and Singapore for holidays why because there weren't going to be enough pretty people around so we'd rather go to Italy we'd rather go to the United States you know where there and there's an abundance of white bodies to see to adore to fetishize no not interact but 
well you know where you have beautiful people all around it's like it's, it's like wearing victoria's secret versus <laughs> rupa banyan <laughs> you know it makes you it, it doesn't feel any different but you think you feel different um i've struggled with it because when it came to dating white men and women i i couldn't see past them as objects of of my desire that like that i exported to them and i couldn't tell whether whether they were white beings or whether it was really all in my head would anyone like to talk about that shishti <laughs> i see i see you smiling there i'm going to drag you in here i think i've mentioned this person to you a few times when we spoke but basically this is sort of the first guy that i'd ever been with here and i mean been with i'm, I'm not going to like describe what all of that means but um yeah so he was a very very white very british guy and you know as traditional as they come yeah and he was one of those you know struggling actor types which we millennials love to get off on but yeah so and i remember i just went out with him a couple of times and it was really nice i mean i remember the few times that we did go out whenever we were out you know hanging out and i just sometimes you know if we were holding hands and i just look at it and be like wow so white just cuz i noticed how pink the hands would get when they and i still find that so weird i was on the tube yesterday and some guy's hands were literally red and i got a little worried cuz i said it myself i think i'm more overwhelmed by your whiteness than you are by my brownness and i i think that comes also from the fact that we are um you know people who move to a place like london which is so cosmopolitan and people are much more used to interacting with people of different races colors whatever but we i mean in india for us race has never been that much of a defining factor like for me i didn't care about the fact that i'm brown until i moved here right so just when you start interacting with these people personally it hits you how ingrained it is you brought up something very interesting where where does it come from and uh, what's the association of, of india with white fetish anybody want to comment on colonial well, history i think like with with us like hitting on the nose when he said like it's our fantasy uh, fantasies being colonized uh you know that's basically the crux of the matter like you know you have uh, uh such a long history of uh, of uh, like a power dynamic dynamic that uh, always puts uh, always has put white people on the pedestal be it like administrative posts uh politicians or like even pop culture um since uh, you know uh like the silent Re- movie revolution you know that that was you know brought out by the americans and then the coming of sound like you know pop culture basically was a white phenomenon phenomena and then like japan like came into the picture like in the 40s 50s but and india too slowly started getting into like movie making but pop culture i think is a, plays a huge role in like uh in i wouldn't say brainwashing but like uh, just uh, uh putting these like representations on screen where like you know people like uh, look to and export their fantasies to i don't know uh, you know there has been a history in india at least it, as far as my experience goes with uh, like fetish, like uh, racial fetishes like in america I see a lot of white men like I'd say like the majority of my white friends white male friends have an asian fetish um which is 
that they prefer Asian women. And when I say Asian, I do not mean South Asian. I mean East Asian because in America, Asian is like used <laughs> in conjugate. It's basically it basically means East Asian. Like uh, you have to like add yeah. the South in order to say that hey, yeah, I'm an Indian, so I'm South Indian, South Asian. Um, so. Yeah, like most of my white friends, uh, they my white male friends, they have an Asian fetish and they make no bones about it. They make a lot of jokes about it. Tell us some. And I know, no, they're too, they're like locker room talk. I can't. And I think uh, it may, it um, became more pronounced after the Vietnam War uh, when, uh, you know, Americans like basically started to there was more there was more like news media uh after the vietnam war you know people started uh bring you know veterans they you know got to know like what asian women are they started like there was a history of subjugation in the uh, vietnam area and like ken burns talks about it in his uh, documentary the vietnam war uh, like uh, white men see Asian women as subservient and they fetishize them. That's like a, as simply as I can put it. Uh, and then you all see like in the 80s after the rise of Japan as an economic power and like uh, um, that uh, Asian women started being fetishizing. Well, I know this is not the topic. The topic is white fetish in um, India, uh, in urban India, but given the fact that I haven't been in ur- urban India since high school, like this is what I have been experiences, experiencing, which is like an Asian fetish, and especially Asian women. Uh, I, I do not I <laughs> mean Asian Asian men. <laughs> um, no, I mean I, it's it's very interesting to to have to uh, navigate my way through these plethora of experiences. Um, what have because they been my, like, Vedant? Sorry, yes. Yeah, because my experience of, of a white fetish is very different, right? Because um, I'm half Punjabi, half Malayali. And um, so in in my specific context, I've been very aware of my... Um, my epidermality for, for a very from a very very young age because uh, my mother's she's quintessentially like the uh, you know the Gori Chitti Punjabi and uh, um, and my father's uh, the I mean um, stereotypically absolutely like dark as the night right so it was a it was um, and it was I know how disappointing it was for my Punjabi side uh, when when my mother decided to marry this man who was uh, as dark as the night I mean and um, I so in that sense in terms of you know just I feel like when when we when people talk about a white fetish um, we 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 I mean I think we we also need to address things like how communities are otherized within the country and and how that kind of uh, fetishism plays between a power dynamic uh, amongst various communities in India. Um, so I can tell you for a fact that growing up, uh, I mean, growing up half Punjabi on my in, in my Punjabi side, the language itself is inured with 
expressions of like violence against your skin right uh, so it's inbuilt to the point where i think it becomes difficult for people to detect it even at at a level of being able to say verbalize or have access to a certain vocabulary that's much more neutral um and uh, of the many things that i remember i was told when i was born was that my grandparents my maternal grandparents were exceptionally relieved about the fact that i hadn't taken after my uh, father as far as my skin color was concerned and um, of course when i was younger it would anger me a lot but um, now that i kind of now that i'm i'm not in the country and i'm in dublin i also realize you know of how some of that um, privilege comes to me for not being as dark as what people will perceive most indians to be um because you know uh, i've experienced this a lot uh, in dublin people often they often say it to me as a compliment and i don't know how to respond to it when when people say to me um you know what you don't look very indian uh, i i would have said that you're brazilian or that you're uh, i've got a lot of brazilian i've got a lot of um Morena. oh wow no i've got a lot of um, oh wow those 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 deep dark eyes i'm sure you're from iran or persia i've got a lot of are you middle eastern are you brazilian and you sure don't look indian and and they often and they mean it as a compliment and i don't know how to receive it as one because i certainly don't um perceive it as one and so i feel like the entire kind of construct of a white fetish is also equally emasculating for brown people in that in the perception that it's created of brown people right especially i feel like the uk and europe perhaps there's uh, in terms of just how they do with diversity slightly better because i feel like in the uk you have that entire spectrum of uh, of south asian people even in the mainstream media but in the in the us i feel like it's terrible because i feel like when you say south asian they the only only kind of face that comes to their mind is an aziz ansari or like a rajesh kutrapali from a big bang theory and sure that's great i mean that is uh, that is very very intrinsic to the south asian experience but i feel like what people often miss out on is how south asia's in terms of just skin tone it's an entire spectrum and um that's something that we i mean in terms of just how well we do with covering our spectrum we do very badly you know it's either one end of the spectrum or the other um so yeah in in my own personal case i feel like it it uh, came to me very differently i mean that kind of violence has been embedded in my childhood because i was constantly told that um I I was told to not go out and play in the sun because uh, the fear was always the fear was lurking that you know uh, some um, I I think like some recessive gene will manifest itself the moment I go out into the sun and I will become a uh, I will become dark uh, so so yeah I I have experienced it in ways that are very immediate to the way uh, I have um i'd say perceive myself and formed like an uh, i mean you know come into my own consciousness when you um, have conversations with white people that have traveled to parts in india and they tell you that they 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 narrate their experiences of their indian travels to you uh, mm. so apart from the accounts of 
oh the lovely colors oh the animals on the street oh the soundscape the sensory pleasures of you know at the indian street and the very exciting street food there are yeah. if you encourage it and if they feel comfortable enough they'll talk to you about these experiences on um crowded public uh, public arena say um the metros the local trains where um they feel touched um mm. um visually objectified stared at um some of them are groped some of them will be slightly touched by passers by what would you say to somebody that says oh i got touched on the tube plenty of times and i got touched without my consent it was just people willing to see what white skin felt like honestly i don't think i personally i haven't spoken to people who've said that to me i've just had a lot of people say oh india is so beautiful i want to go someday but um i think when i do read about a lot of these stories where i mean okay touching but then there's also a lot of stories which are much worse about you know rape and all of that um not to say either is you know better or worse than the other but yeah um and i have a lot of you know classmates asking me oh is india actually safe though or is it you know i've read so much about it how is it and i just based on my personal experience i haven't experienced violence per se when i've been in india much in terms of street harassment cat calling etc so i get when someone would say that to me because i get where that comes from because everyone you know even if you're just out you know in hoskas or something in delhi and you see a white person everyone's just like oh shit there's a white white person in the room fuck we got to go talk to them or something like that like even something as you know when we had exchange programs in school so we had with germany and all a few countries like that and everyone would just be flocking to interact with them so i i mean i I I mean I guess that could happen. I I mean I'm sure that happens, yeah. But um and I would sympathize with it in the sense that uh yeah, it's I mean, yeah, you need consent. You people just can't be touching you, but I wouldn't say it is the same as someone harassing a woman by virtue of her being a woman because sexual harassment is a little bit different. from white fetish you know like it's not the same as someone groping me and or someone is white so you you know curiously touch someone so that power relationship is very very different so yeah anybody else want to say something on this so yeah i think uh, like uh, what you mentioned about the survey is uh, it's very real when my friend Rachel was uh, about to go to india for a few months like i told her i just i was joking i, I told her uh be ready for a bump in sla- in your self esteem because people will be staring at you a lot <laughs> and she comes back and she was like you're right at it is just like a cultural thing is staring <laughs> a cultural thing cuz she'd go on railway platforms she'd go on like sh- in shopping malls museums and people would just turn around and just unabashedly stare it would just uh It's embarrassing. How can you, as an Indian person, like justify that kind of an action? What Fishy said, like you know, when you see a white person in the room, you feel the urge to uh, talk and you know uh, socialize, whatever. Like you know, that was true in high school, definitely. At one end of the spectrum, I would I'd say it's harmless curiosity. Violence, like to me, is like a, a physical expression of force. So like, I'm not sure how. uh the term violence like uh, applies to 
racial fetishes you know it's interesting because i feel like um i don't think there's um i mean this is one of those it's it, it's a you have to problematize a question such as this one because uh sure it is eventually does come down to the idea of consent and how consent is something that inherently uh, as a society south asian societies are still evolving their idea of what it entails to respect the consent of another person so at a fundamental level of course it is that but i also feel like it comes also from the fact that we are embedded in social capital networks that are much clo- they're far more uh, close uh, in the way that they're bound than say you know social capital networks in western in the western part of the world and i feel like those also contribute to your idea of consent your idea of personal space your idea of privacy and the fact that um you know where a people that are very casually like we uh, i mean we very on an everyday basis we very casually kind of invade each other's private space um you know be it in the form of the the, the nosy neighborhood auntie you know who will ask you questions like oh what is your salary beta you know things like that i mean those are that, that is symptomatic of the fact that we are a people who uh, invade this idea of privacy very casually on an everyday basis at different levels it can be at this very physical level that we have spoken of and it and in, it can manifest itself in other forms um having said that i feel like this entire kind of idea of how white people are touched and they are you know casually sort of uh brushed against in the metro or the fact that you feel the urge to go speak to a white person when you spot them anywhere in you know our urban uh metropolises only goes on to show how deeply embedded that power dynamic still remains to be 70 years after independence right i mean the idea is that we have not rid ourselves and we don't because i feel like we have to actively rid ourselves of those notions and and we have not done that because i was actually reading something about it and i i quite agree with it that white men regardless of how they are do exceptionally well in india right um because of the attention that's given to them and uh i'm not going to lie i mean uh just objectively i feel like there are so many of these very average looking like white men who uh when they go to india will get attention from some of the best looking like female population in uh our cities and and that just goes on to show that how i mean totalizing the effect of a white fetish is right that you cannot see anything beyond that skin color you 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 i mean because when it comes to say even p- dating people from your own race you you i mean some some women i know a lot of women who've dated very average looking white men but they have exceptionally high standards when it comes to dating brown men uh, and so the fact is that it's so totalizing and so blinding in its effect that they have been willing to look past everything else the fact that oh he's not tall enough or whatever he doesn't uh, you know uh, make a certain amount of money or doesn't belong to my class 
things like that which again as we know class is a very important indicator in india especially when it comes to dating um but i've i've i i have a friend who's a, you know she's quintessentially like bourgeoisie south delhi and she's never had to like pick a fork in her life I mean, she she has been born with a silver spoon and she dated this brit guy who was um he was positively working class you know i mean he he had um, he spent his entire life in um the east end okay and he lived in council flats right uh now i'm i'm i mean i was cuz i was just thinking to myself the uh, would she ever go out with the indian equivalent of that she wouldn't and so that just goes on to show how totalizing the uh white fetish is in the way that it completely overpowers your senses to the point where you can see nothing else but the fact that he's so blindingly white you know in bollywood we see these very interesting depictions of you know um so called white culture and um white women and as the body of the white woman um as like a sidekick backup dancer and that yeah. is very political that's such a statement to make um does anyone want to describe uh, a few of these songs these scenes just for our listeners who who may not uh, understand the context um and explain uh explain the politics behind that with auntie was smiling when i talked about that so maybe i'm going to i'm going to put the spotlight on you here yeah no it's definitely very political except i feel like often in in terms of how it's interpreted i feel like people tend to be very congratulatory and you know triumphant and and read it as this you know some i mean they they do they do tend to read it as uh some kind of i mean people have gone to the extent of saying it's reverse colonialism or again you know stupid things like reverse racism and uh which in my opinion does not exist but that's another conversation to have uh but the idea is that it's not really what it's actually doing is that it's essentially creating this visual spectrum for you where what it's trying to say is that um i mean against this white background you have this lady in the foreground who measures up to uh, i mean that's the way i feel uh, i mean that's that is what um, you know recent bollywood like songs have done it is to try and show that they are good enough it is to try and show that they they hold uh, in terms of like a center and a periphery i feel like the idea is to try and establish that they hold uh, in so far as upholding traditional notions of femininity and beauty are concerned to the central white idea of what it is to be feminine right because uh, just even in terms of who are the most popular actresses in bollywood they're actually the they're actually foreign imports right i mean a katrina kaif in in bollywood cinema or an amy jackson down uh, in the tamil film industry there are all people who essentially um, again uh, they it's it's deeply telling of what we aspire to as a people of the fact that we essentially aspire to white notions of femininity and beauty and also uh, just to point out that i mean apart from that i i find it very like deeply troubling and problematic that uh, actresses in bollywood who started out as you know again i don't understand why they were put into that category but they 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 were put into the category of these exotic brown 
यू नो स्मोकी डस्की एस दे दे कॉल देम ब्यूटीज एंड आई डोंट अंडरस्टैंड एक्जॉटिक टू होम बिकॉज आई मीन दैट इज आर स्किन कलर सो हाउ आई मीन हाउ कैन यू सेल्फ एक्जॉटिसाइज योर सेल्फ टू द पॉइंट वेर यू आर एसेंशियली डिस्क्राइबिंग वॉट इज द नॉमेटिव स्किन टोन पैलेट कलर ऑफ most people and otherizing it to the point where you're saying oh this is exotic it's not exotic for a bipasha basu to exist in uh, our country it's it would be if she were doing like a film in hollywood but to to have to like brand her as that is just uh, it's very funny but also it's troubling to see how if you actually kind of see in 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 like that career trajectory they've become a uh, lighter with each film i mean if you kind of look at what bipasha basu's uh, skin color is today and what it was when she first started out it's so so it's so it troubles me so much that uh, you know uh, of course at the end of the day you have to understand that it is a commercial venture and what they do is essentially guided by what's best for their career but the fact that that's best for her career to turn herself into this white uh, person is um symptomatic of a larger malaise that that place in the society or even a kajol right i mean just how slowly and stealthily she's transitioned into um of, you know notions of um uh, idealized femininity yeah so in in this sense do we all agree that white fetish is um a, a form of institutional uh, systemic violence and um oppression that sort of pervades and permeates the way we live our everyday lives um it would i i consider it as a microaggression maybe violence again um, i don't know if uh, violence would be i always associate violence with uh, like a physical uh, use of force and that to me like uh, unless you mean uh violence uh, in a d- entirely different uh you know context or meaning like you know i would say it's like a microaggression um and i think like uh, the root of it and also a possible way to change it is lies in like a uh, a country's soft power and i say this because um like i already mentioned before how like pop culture has always said the narrative um it has always said the narrative of uh white white pop culture basically for instance like you'd have like movie making um tv show making like that that all that evolved primarily first in in white populations for instance like you know hollywood studios before hollywood even existed before like you know movies were made in uh, new york and then you know hollywood eventually like was basically a pre-war phenomenon and and i think uh, a lot of like uh, movies uh, take their cues from what precedents that have already been set in pop- popular culture um and i think that you know with uh, uh a greater a greater viewership with reach with with uh frequency like people can change the notions like for instance uh brown fetish can become a thing not that it should be aspired to like you know it can become a thing if uh uh 
let's say Bollywood movies are uh, an intricate part of American culture. Like if if Bollywood movies like seep into the consciousness of Americans as much as American movies do uh, for Indians. Like for instance, like we know everything about Friends. We know everything about Game of Thrones or Seinfeld or uh, like you know Pulp Fiction or uh, The Great Escape. You know or uh, you know the big Lebowski like we know all these movies we know all the actors we know their histories uh, but ask uh, an American an average American like what do they know about Bollywood so I think soft power honestly like uh, like imagination grows uh, you know it, it, it's a natural um, it's a fairly natural process Japan is an example like anime you see how uh, you know after after the war, like Japan, like you know, built itself from the ashes. Like uh, in terms of popular culture, in terms of the movies that they that started coming out, and white people started seeing these movies, started seeing like a rep on screen, like uh, uh, you know something they can export their fantasies to, and that's how the Asian Asian fetish uh, you know arose. Uh, one of the reasons. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, that that is, like, one of the main reasons, like, uh, in American culture, Aziz Ansari, Mindy Kaling. Uh, there was the pre-Aziz, pre-Mindy Kaling era where, like, nobody had any clue, you know. Except uh, for um, maybe Apu from Simpsons, who was not one. From, yeah. <laughs> At he, least. That, Habri Kondabalu, like, he, uh, yeah. he had... Yeah. Uh, the problem with Apu, you probably know about that. Uh, and the Apu is like the same character, has been the same character for 30 years. He is, some would say it's typecasting. Uh, he has this particular accent that people start associating with uh, Indian uh, people. Um, and uh, before Aziz Ansari, before Hassan Minhaj, uh, before this uh, new TV show, Fresh Off the Boat, where uh, you have uh, Asian characters like majority Asian characters there was no representation for East Asians or or uh, uh, South Asians on, on American television and uh, I think that plays a plays a role because you know it's, uh, stuff like this like you know art forms like this reach millions of eyeballs and what you see on screen is what we emulate Um, I actually have, a, I mean, I completely agree with you there. I do think that the white fetish is a systemic form of violence that we as a people unleash unto ourselves on an everyday basis uh, through several institutions. But I think when we ask questions of the white fetish, it's very important to ask who is being viewed and um, how they are being viewed right eventually uh, and what and then that how does that construct a fetish um so i feel like those are very important questions to be addressed and insofar as um our own media is concerned like i said i feel like you know those notions have we have internalized that kind of colonialism to a, such a deep extent that i feel like it's going to take a uh, very conscious kind of unpacking to finally destabilize those colonial notions that are very much embedded in our consciousness 
and our collective political imagination as a people um i uh, and it just doesn't even have to as far as culture i mean as far as you know the media is concerned popular media is concerned um i am very skeptical uh, i am i'm not going to be congratulatory just yet uh, because i for a fact know that the only thing that allows for an existence of a mendy killing or a hasan minaj is not the fact that you know there is this newfound consciousness which wants to acknowledge the existence of several stories apart from the white anglo-saxon protestant um, uh you know stories to tell it's the fact that hollywood recognizes that uh, those are its primary markets now it recognizes the fact that south asia east asia these are these countries essentially provide the maximum business to them now because their own markets are saturated at this point so as far as new frontiers are concerned where they can sort of you know uh, impose their new imperialist views it's these it's these countries that are eventually going to uh, uh, you know uh, get them the moolah so uh, it's it's not it's 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 uh, yeah it's speaking to power yet again you know uh, it's it's a very convenient juxtapositioning of brown faces for brown audiences that aspire to that kind of brown existence because at the end of the day what do um I mean I mean we are buying into the entire you know um um story of an immigrant in America then when we see a Hasan Minhaj or a Aziz Ansari because what is it telling us it tells us that you know we I mean to several people back home it it says that you know that, that that this life is possible you can aspire to this life of being a non-resident Indian and being whatever adulated by um audiences over there but uh, i mean again if you kind of step out of the left liberal bubbles of the east coast in america and you go down say you know to um, the middle of america or even the south and you ask them if they know who aziz ansari is i'm very sure most of them will not know who he is so uh, just in terms of who these people are speaking to and how their voices are being represented i feel like we have to be much more circumspectful in that sense fair point yeah just going to add a little uh, something here uh, when we're talking about um, systemic violence and white fetish as a form of violence i think when we're talking about violence we need to look at whom the violence is inflicted upon so when see we've talked about all of these asian fetish fetishes and brown fetishes and all of that and in when things like that happen when people of color experience these things where you know white person is doing this i feel like the the harm i mean however you define or describe that harm is upon that person of color but um because i mean i've heard a lot of oh you're thick or oh, speak to me in indian or you know some weird ass shit but um when a white person is fetishized we actually know a lot about your culture so we sort of know what we're talking about and i mean know in know about the culture in that you know it's so mainstream that we understand what we're saying and you know we know what we're aspiring for but when it's the other way so the harm is essentially sort of on us in a sense but you know when a white person fetishizes or i mean i'll say white because obviously not to say that black men have not fetishized me but i'll say white for now 
uh, because that's what we're talking about when white people are doing this to pe- persons of color be it a brown woman a black woman whatever it's a lot different and the harm is on us so in in both cases the harm is actually on us so yeah i think that's something that we need to keep in mind when we're talking about it you underline very unequal uh, relations of power in in the sense of fetish if it goes both ways yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Huh? गोरी 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 कभी कभी कहीं कहीं चोरी चोरी and back with Shrishti Vedan and Adir in conversation with yours truly we have talked about the fetish as a learned desire for white bodies and white beauty standards it manifests in everyday indian lives through aspirations for white beauty ideals mass consumption of white dominated popular culture through movies music celebs and tv shows or through speech and accents that are shunned neglected or carefully adopted it is felt socially whether it is your relatives and your peers telling you that you are fair and attractive or that you're dark and dusky so you take care of that my dear white fetish is internalized In that sense it influences the way Indians look at their own selves when non-white attributes like dark body hair skin tan or pigmentation are viewed as anomalies to be removed or corrected the fetish dominates Indian fantasy and desire and has roots in the country's colonial encounter with Britain and with contemporary global cultural productions where whiteness and white fetish continues to colonize many minds bodies and nations 